doesn't work. Seriously, you got to use hydrogen peroxide. So welcome back to the uh, Soybean Aphid Podcast. My name is Matt O'Neill. I'm Erin Hodgson. And we're um, in on August 1st, Monday, August 1st, 2011. And we're here to talk about soybean aphids, invasive species that attack soybeans and other plants, and what to do about them. And my remedy for poison ivy. Can I just do this real quick? This is, uh, I have no response. My body does not respond to Benadryl. They give you that when you get the outbreak. Um, so I end up just taking a hydrogen peroxide and washing two to three times a day and just sort of burn it out. And it's the only thing that limits, because once your body gets to that point where the immune system is responding to itself, yeah. you just got to shut it down. It. Yeah. And it, yeah. Good to know. So, See, you learn something every day. People really do win on the Soybean Aphid Podcast. All right, so that's a little off topic. Let's talk about soybean aphids. Um, we've been out scouting and, and looking uh, for aphids in fields and uh, uh, throughout the state. That's probably why I got the uh, poison ivy. And, um, what we found to date is uh, some interesting stuff. You want to talk a little bit about what you're seeing at the research farms? Yeah, we have research at the, the northeast farm, the northwest farm, and um, just south of Ames at the Johnson farm. And I'd say the numbers at the, at the Sutherland farm in northwestern Iowa, numbers have really jumped up from uh, two weeks ago. So last week almost all the plants were infested, and we had around 50 or 100 aphids per plant. So what was it? Before that, before... It was really low. I think it was around 20 or 25% of the plants were infested, and it was like around 5 aphids per So plant. to give people some idea, I mean, beans are now R4. I mean, these are yeah. uh, knee-high, maybe even higher. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, a big bushy plant. And two weeks ago, you had 5 to 20 per yeah, plant. Yeah, it was and pretty now, low. And now you're 50 to 100. Um, but what I guess what to me is more of a red flag is the... The percent of plants infested because once you have most of the plants infested um, with some aphids then that's the potential or the red flag to me that they they could do some serious you know outbreaks yeah the numbers are going to just keep yeah. building up and whatever chance there was that biological control was going to keep things in check is mm -hmm. probably fairly limited yeah and i'd say the other farms at the northeastern iowa near nashua and the johnson farm aren't quite as bad the numbers of uh, the percent of plants infested is low, and also the number of aphids per below, plant is low. Below 50% low? Yeah, or? Okay. yeah below 50%. Right. So maybe a week or two behind yeah. what you're seeing in, in the northwest corner. Yep. Um, and then Brian Lang up in uh, Nashua, or further north of Nashua in Decora, has been tracking aphids there for many years. We've talked about Brian's uh, great work. And he reported... Um, as of, um, let's see, this would have been uh, August, well, the first week in August. Um, I guess he went out over the weekend. He had 85% of the plants infested with um, uh, aphids, but his populations were fairly low, only about yeah. 14 per plant. Yeah. So, um yeah, numbers are increasing, and it's a little bit surprising maybe to some given the last couple of years the populations have been so low, but we could see uh, threshold-level populations um, in the next week or so, mm -hmm. and 
probably a need for insecticide applications to be applied um, getting into August. Yeah, I, I will say that we did see a dramatic difference in density um, on the Reg 1, or the host plant resistant soybeans, versus the susceptible. So that growth trajectory is really dampered or slowed down in the Reg 1 beans. So those growers using aphid-resistant varieties uh, may dodge a bullet here, yep. uh, whereas those using susceptible beans probably need to get out and scout and start planning for an insecticide application. Speaking of insecticide applications, have you been getting reports of any um, um, beans? Well, Brian Lang told us about a field, a commercial field south of Charles, which is kind of in the northeastern corner um, that was treated last week, I think. And that's really been the only field that I've heard of justifiably um, being treated with an insecticide to knock back soybean aphid. There have been a lot of tank mixes going out there with fungicides or other things, unnecessary and not warranted. Well, unnecessary in the sense of probably not being applied based on scouting. Right. And then you run the question of, well, if you applied, say, a week or so ago, are you going to need a second application when these outbreaks that we think are about to happen happen? Yeah. Time in those outbreaks is kind of tricky this year because one of the indicators that we uh, – consider when outbreaks occur is the uh, migrating aphids and our suction trap network we've talked about this in the past captures aphids and we get reports back from dave voltlin at the illinois natural history survey dave has lost his help because one of his uh, students just had a baby mm-hmm. and so he's been doing this all on his own i think we got an email a question about this. I guess his website isn't being updated as much, but he gives us a email at the uh, end of each week. Uh, still hasn't found any aphids in suction traps. I'm sorry, soybean aphids uh, right. in suction traps in Iowa, um, but he has been recording them in Minnesota. Right. Is that right? Yep. So uh, aphid activity, at least in these winged forms, is uh, increasing. To the north of us, we're not seeing it yet in the south. And that's going to contribute uh, to the potential for outbreaks in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and I guess we'll just keep people updated as we learn more about that. Anything else we should talk about? Um, we have a couple of new list? publications that are available through the Iowa State Extension Distribution Store uh, right on campus here. You can pick them up in person or have them delivered to you? So one of these I'm looking at right now is stink bugs of the Midwest. Why should I care about stink bugs? Well, I'd say people in Iowa really haven't cared about stink bugs in the past, and it's been a real occasional. They just don't care. They 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 really haven't needed to care. Um, But there is the potential of a new invasive, the brown marmorated stink bug, that's coming into the state. And we've talked about it in a few other podcasts, but it does have the potential to be a huge field crop pest and so it's just a little trifold card that kind of explains what it looks like and some of the insects that are commonly mistaken for identification of the stink bug and it's tricky with stink bugs because uh although the name is negative they are stinky um and many are pests not all are there are some that are predators of other insects the spine soldier bug is a beneficial insect that feeds on a lot of different insects pests. So uh, knowing your stink bugs can be important if you want to kind of take the right action. Um, And there are other insects that are more or less harmless, like the box elder bug, um, 
Western conifer seed bug. We, uh, uh, what's it, the one? Wheel bugs. Yep. Um, and these are all featured in this uh, handout to give people an idea of what to look for. Yep. I think they can find uh, information at uh, insects at iastate.edu if they need, have questions. Um, they can email that, insects at iastate.edu. And then for a current map of where the brown marmorated stink bug is, visit www.ncipmpipe.org. That's all uh, one word there. So www.ncipmpipe.org. And we'll put that in the little summary for the website, or for the podcast, rather. And uh, the publication uh, is uh, funded in part through the North Central IPM Center uh, outreach uh, activity of the USDA. And I think this was put together. It's a beautiful thing. It's put together by uh, Laura Jesse, who's the Plant Insect Diagnostic Clinic, Donald Lewis, and and yourself. Mm -hmm. Really nice job. Yeah, we also have the second edition of the Soybean Aphid Field Management Guide available at the store. So if you're familiar with the green spiral-bound field guide this is the second edition so it's been expanded in almost every section and includes some of the new tools like host plant resistance as far as uh, long-term management for this pest and um uh i guess another uh, invasive that we're still getting lots of reports on is the japanese beetle this is going to be with us for the next month um and uh by now, you know you can use traps for these. I was in Lowe's this weekend, and I saw people. I mean, they, they have it right at the front entrance, and people just walking out with them. Um, and my my neighbor has taken to building a little uh, trapping device that she claps, and they fall into her little bag. Um, in the last minute or so that we have here, I might note that um, those traps come with a lure, but those lures are only good for about two weeks, maybe three and then you need to buy a replacement. And I'm, I'm noticing that, I hate to pick on my neighbor, but his trap isn't what it used to be. He probably needs to buy a new... Replacement or, yeah. And it's remarkable how much feeding has been going on. Are you seeing that? There's been severe skeletonization when you go to any park or like all around the yeah. Iowa State campus. Some of the leaves and trees look in pretty rough shape. Yeah, it seems like the elm trees are hit mm-hmm. hardest. Um, just piles of brown leaves down at the bottom. Um, and this is going to go on for the next probably two to three weeks. Yeah, throughout August. So, uh, again, for soybean growers, it's something to scout and keep an eye on. I, I think early in the summer we thought, well, yeah, you'll see some leaf feeding, probably won't warrant an insecticide. But if the impact we're seeing around campus is consistent with what's going on, uh, at least in farms near urban areas, there may be neat for an insecticide application. <coughs> Excuse me. I just get all choked up when I talk about that. Well, anything else? I think that's it for me. Yeah, Got okay. Um, tomorrow is the big grudge match against the corn lab. The soybean entomologist take on the corn entomologist. Um, this is a revenge match because they just crushed us two years ago. We got flooded out last year. <laughs> we will win. God willing, maybe. 
I think they recruit undergraduates just who to, specifically have softball talent. Some kind. Of, I, I heard that was on their, uh, yeah, their uh, job interview question. That's not how we roll. Okay. Well, thank you all very much. We'll be back next week. If you have any questions, email us. And uh, good luck. Thank you. Take care. And here comes.